Here, bring it up. Hey, this group here is going to be why we win right here. All right? Let's play our best. We've been putting in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Let's get something. Let's pull something out today. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's all go play our best, huh? We'll have some fun. We'll be up on these boys, huh? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Air It Out Fantasy Football Podcast, Episode 2. We are your hosts. I'm Joe. I'm Chantel. Thank you, everyone, for listening last week. We're happy to have you back with us. You can always find us on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Like, follow, get notifications of new episodes, and don't forget to rate and review. Also, follow us at the Air It Out Network on Instagram. How was your week? Great. I'm so happy that football is back. I managed to watch most of the games we watch on the NFL Red Zone, which I love. So it was an exciting week. Happy to be back. Been thinking about this uh, episode two for quite a while. So glad to be here. Yeah. Game of the week for you. Game of the week. Oh, our Monday night game. Agreed. What a, what a fun finish. Incredible. So many twists and turns. Jared Wilson, that catch. Defense and offense all in one play. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Quite the young talent. Very cool. So I'd like to start this episode with something special, a special player in the NFL for most of my adult life. This week, Tom Brady was honored at Foxborough by the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, and the Kraft family. We would like to recognize as a podcast the amazing career of TB12 and all he's done for the game that we love. A quick rundown of his accomplishments in the league, 255, 50, I'm sorry, 251 career wins, 15 Pro Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, 7,753 completions. 89,214 passing yards, 649 passing touchdowns, a 73 Super Bowl record with wins in 2002, 4, 5, 2015, 2017, 2019, and then with the Buccaneers in 2022. What a career, Tom. Incredible. Yeah. I was really happy to see that they honored him at Foxborough. I was a little bit worried that they were going to let him ride off into the sunset without all the fanfare, especially with all of the drama surrounding him leaving uh, the Patriots, but... I was so glad that they finally did something for Tom that showed just how much he put into that organization. Really happy about that. Looking forward to seeing him on TBS or NBC or Fox, wherever he ends up as a commentator someday. Right. Don't listen to his podcast, listen to ours. (laughs) (laughs) I just think I was a little bit worried. I thought I was going to have to put in a personal phone call to Bob Kraft to be like, you know, get off your keys to do something for Tom Brady. Do something for the man. He did something for you. Look at all that jewelry on your fingers. He was there for that. Exactly. Exactly. We get it right on this podcast. He's the (laughs) voice you heard at the top bringing us in. Yep. So. Yep. Congratulations, Tom. We look forward to seeing your next steps in, uh, in life and in football. All right. It's official. Week one of football is in the books. Some pretty strange things happening across the NFL, but let's start with our league and air out recap. All right. Yep. Officially in the books, week one is behind us. And this is what it looked like for this uh, league of ours coming out swinging with records of one and oh. LC's classic 73 team, left hand of Thanos, the Players Club, yours truly, Battle Beast, and rounding out the winners this week is Zulu Nation. Now, everyone else, better luck next week. I'm not even going to call out the names of your teams because you know who you are. But coming in at the very top of the charts this week in the league is the guy I picked to finish dead last (laughs) this year. Believe it or not, I'm still standing on that. I am not uh, swayed by this week one, but LC's classic 73 team did smash everyone with a whopping 186 this week. 
leading the charge for his team was to a 466 yards, three TDs. Wow. 42 fantasy points. 42 fantasy points. And then no slouch behind him. Calvin Ridley also on that roster looking amazing. Eight receptions on 11 targets. Crazy. I think something like 27 up to maybe even 30 fantasy points. Welcome back to the NFL, young man. We missed you. He had a full house, right? He hadn't played in, what, over a year? Over a year. But I'm saying LC's a classic 73. I will say this week they all looked good. Even the bench was uh, minus Travis Kelsey, of course. Yep. Looked pretty strong. His team looked really good. Tony Pollard, 22.2. Aaron Jones, 26.7. Very nice. And sadly, bringing up the rear is our very own Bulldog Joe. With a lowly 78 points. Yikes. Yeah, both of your quarterbacks decimated your lineup this week. Yeah, that uh, strategy worked out real good for me to have two quarterbacks. Really right, high. right, because you know I wasn't going to let you forget that for one minute. <laughs> I'm over here giving you the side eye on the double back-to-back picking of the quarterbacks right sure. away. So, but yeah, that uh, Burrow-Higgins tandem, I think, really did you in this week. They combined for a total of four. So, but we're, you know, we got a long way to go. Targets, zero catches. Joe Burrow, how often are you going to say this? 100 yards? If you reached 100 yards? No, so. <laughs> I think Joe Burrow came out with 82 yeah. passing yards, more change in his couch cushion than yeah. RT. Yikes. So let me, ask you, let me ask you this then. What do you sure. think about the three-game preseason and just rust on these quarterbacks that came out and had poor week ones? I think they should definitely be playing more in the preseason to knock off that rust and get the timing of the game going a little bit sooner than game one or week one of the actual season. So uh, there, you know, mentioned a lot of other coaches that adhere to that, that play every, all of their guys. Belichick and look how Mac Jones came out swinging. does it. Andy Reid does it. So I think it shows. All right. So into the, the worst games and for who? Oh, right. So, well, let's see. But before we go to the worst games, let's go with the best guys first. So Ayuk, yeah. another one, right? Ayuk, great play this week. Eight receptions on all eight targets, 129 yards, two TDs. Doesn't get much better than that. He's on the lineup of left hand of Thanos, who also had the top scoring uh, person in the league Overall, which was actually a defense. The Dallas' D. DST, just under 50 points. 49.68 is graded out by Yahoo. The mm-hmm. highest scoring in fantasy this right. week. Yep, congrats. Yep. But other guy leaving every other wide receiver one in the dust is going to be Tyreek Hill this week, putting up 46 fantasy points, 215 yards on no less than 15 targets. Amazing. Insane, right? Amazing. So I don't think it'll stay, of course, quite that high. I think he's got Waddle to share with who might be having a good game coming up this week, but it looked incredible last week. So for the Players Club, I think is the owner of Tyreek Hill. Congrats on those numbers too. He also won this week if you missed that at the top. But for some of the guys that had a not so good time, Dak Prescott, I think I would be livid if Dak Prescott were in my fantasy lineup. Do you feel it's more game script there because their defense came out swinging so much it was 26 to nothing in the second quarter or do you think it's so I don't think he had a terrible game. I'm not going, it just didn't translate into fantasy points. They ran in all of the TDs. A couple were defensive. Don't so, and it goes that way. They got the W, they shut them out. You can't, in what world would you say it was a bad game for him? So, 40 to nothing in New Jersey. That's right. pretty embarrassing. But for a fantasy owner, you're livid that you see 40 points up on the board and a yeah. shutout. And then that translates into a whopping seven. For your quarterback. A so, bit if you're you a know, Daniel Jones owner. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And again, we talked about that higgins Burrow tandem that, that killed you this week. Yep. And then, shockingly, other goose eggs around the league. Goddard, Oof. Aaron Rodgers, I know we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah, big topic later. 
But yeah, those are some of the uh, surprises to come and other surprises in our league that actually birthed this segment that we're going to go into. I'm going to give you guys the commissioner's corner. For those of you who don't know, I am the league's commissioner this year. Joe and I occasionally trade off on uh, commissioning and we had a trade take place in the league. One of the rules in our league is the commissioner has the ability solely to override, disallow, however you want to phrase it, any trade that is deemed unfair or otherwise affects the league in a negative way. So we had a trade take place with, I think, George Kittle was traded for Stefan Diggs. The person who traded away Kittle definitely was in need of that uh, Diggs wide receiver. However, the person receiving Kittle already had TJ Hawkinson on his roster, who is a top three tight end. And it was, you know, a little bit lopsided. I'm not going to say egregious, but it did border on being a little bit to one sided. So with that said, just know as the commissioner, it's not my job to protect you from yourself. Not my job to disallow a trade that I just don't like or a trade that I think where somebody has gotten the better of another person. However, it is up to me to protect the integrity of the league and the fairness in the league. So I think this got right up on the edge, didn't cross the line. So I tossed and turned over it a little bit, but I am interested in hearing what you guys have to say about it. So please let me know how you feel. The question in general is when... Should a commissioner override, disallow, however you want to phrase it, a yeah. trade that is on the board or put before the uh, the league? So hit us up on our Instagram. We're at Air It Out Network. Send us a direct message. Let us know what you think. We'll uh, read it and air it out here on the air next time we are And discuss it through. I've seen some pretty yeah. egregious ones in my life, and I've seen some ones where you really can't. It's, it's a difficult thing as a commissioner to, to avoid. You really want to have something that's super long. Or somebody's trying to tank at the end of the year and give their best friend their best players. Those are the kind of ones you want to avoid. Right. Other than that, you really have to think about it a little bit and make a make a informed decision. So we look for, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah. yeah. In Commissioner's Corner next week. Please do that. But I think that'll do it for our quick rundown of the Air It Out League for week one. Now on to the big leagues. What's up in the NFL this week? All right. The NFL League recap for week one. Movements. The biggest movement I can think was Chris Jones signs his one-year tender with the Kansas City Chiefs. Pro Bowl D-tackle. Years running now. Do you think that makes a big difference for it the Kansas Makes a big City? difference, especially that week one game. I think he was sitting up there watching, probably a little secretly happy that it uh, went down the way that it did. It's going to make all the difference going forward. Deserve it. So. Do you think Montgomery has the game that he had if... Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I agree. Absolutely absolutely not. Because he's a stuffer. He's a run stuffer. And he's a good, very good one. He's done it for Mm -hmm. Kansas City for quite a while. And a reason that, you know, Super Bowl championship last year. Now on to the biggest news of the news for week one. I hate to see it. Aaron Rodgers injury. Thoughts? Aaron Rodgers injury. Listen, he is on my roster. I nearly cried when I saw the card pull up next to the blue tent. I was like, oh, no. This is it. This is it. So unfortunately, it's been confirmed and made official that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Hopefully they do, in my opinion, they should stick with Zach Wilson as the quarterback there. I think he's been with Rodgers quite a bit, shown some growth, some maturing. I think he's ready. They should uh, ride it out with him. And hopefully, I don't know if we'll see Aaron Rodgers again or if we're witnessing, you know, the end of his uh, 
career as a uh, quarterback or what, but we'll see. For the Jets organization, I feel bad. That's the lovable losers of the NFL for quite a long time. You know, they haven't even sniffed, <laughs> like it, sniffed uh, the AFC championships to the late 90s. So it, it's, it's tough to see. We were looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers work with some of those young kids. I thought he had real chemistry in the preseason with Garrett Wilson. I am a Garrett Wilson owner. I'd hope for some of that magic he'd created in Green Bay over the years with Devontae Adams. But unfortunately, we're not going to see that. Hopefully, Aaron Rodgers heals up and gets to play the second year of his contract next year with New York. Yeah. So I'll touch on Zach Wilson a tiny bit, who uh, played nine games last year for the Jets in 2022. 132 completions, 1,688 passing yards, six touchdowns, seven receptions, uh, sacked 23 times because he likes to get out of the pocket and run around a little bit. Do you see the Jets having a winning season with Zach Wilson at the helm? Oh, God, that's a hard one. And it's hard because I want them to have a winning season, but yeah. I don't know how realistic it'll be, though. I think it's going to be tough because, as you saw in the Monday night's game, that was the defense, basically. Even the big catch from Garrett Wilson, that was much of his own doing in the uh, end zone there. So I want to touch on that tough. catch for a second. That's yeah. defense to offense. He was literally deflecting the ball away back from the himself. defender back to himself, which right. he caught, and he held like a baby in the air. So that has very little to do with Zach Wilson yeah. <laughs> and everything to do with him individually. Yep. So I think it's going to be a lot of that. It's, it's a long road to hoe, yeah. you know, so. Um, in a very difficult division with Miami being who they are. Yep. New England oh, looking man. pretty good against, you know, the, the favorite from the NFC in week one. And then Buffalo, of course, who they beat. And I was happy to see them beat. What an exciting game, what an exciting finish. You know, you'd love to see a punt return. The guy mm-hmm. came to gas his way into the- you're a Brees Hall owner. What do you think about for Brees Hall owners? And he was highly touted to come back. He's you know obviously a He looked good. He looked good. I was surprised. I didn't even play him this week because I thought he would be limited. For Brees Hall owners, actually, I think it's a it'll be a good thing. I think that they'll rely more so on on the run there. Okay. What about Garrett Wilson that? owners like myself? So, I mean, you can see what he's capable of. So yeah. those times that he does have it coming his way, you know, I like his chances for completing catches, getting in the end zone. So yeah. I don't know how many wins overall that'll translate into, but for fantasy purposes, I think they still have a good shot of being very, very relevant for the season. Have a difficult game this week, traveling to Texas to play the Dallas Cowboys. We'll kind of see how that goes. If that defense can stay intact and healthy, they will be in game because of that defense as long as they're not out there the whole game. Right. So... And we'll see. But uh, heartbreaking for Aaron Rodgers. We're sorry to see that. Other injuries. Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver. They were very touted in the offseason, got absolutely demolished by the 49ers, who are still a very good team. Another favorite to be in the Super Bowl this year. J.K. Dobbins, heartbreaker. That one was hard to see. I yeah. know that uh, kid can't catch a break. Two ACLs right. running back, back and forth. He was going to be the guy. He was the guy there before the injury. Now, going forward, unfortunately, hopefully he can get back on his legs and get his career going again next year. Right. What do you see for the Baltimore backfield? For the Baltimore backfield, they have been very unlucky in the last couple of years. I think at one time the entire backfield was decimated. Even Gus Edwards behind him was hurt uh, one year in particular. I can't remember when. But I think with Lamar and his capabilities in terms of running like he does, I think that they still have a great chance for a winning season there in Baltimore. (laughs) And you've got Mark Andrews, who may be coming back a little sooner than expected. Coach so Arbaugh is saying that. it'll be too bad. Yeah. And, and Justice Hill did look good. He scored, of course, in, in week one. A Houston team with some questions around it, but they did they did what they needed to do. Right. And Gus Edwards has been a workman for quite a while there. Okay. On to Cam Hayward, if you guys don't know, is a D-tackle for Pittsburgh. Uh, he's going to be out for quite a while now. Unfortunately, he is the anchor there, just like Chris Jones in Kansas City. The play after he left was to play the McCaffrey, took the ball 80, I think 80 some odd yards to score a touchdown, pretty much put that game away. Right. He is their run stopper. He is that guy. I'm sorry to see that. Conklin in Cleveland, for you guys who don't keep up with offensive linemen, he just signed a huge contract for them. He is Nick Chubb's lead guy. They played well even after he left. However, that is a loss. Aaron Jones is dealing with an issue for Green right. Bay. 
I was surprised to see that as yeah. well. So um, we'll, we'll watch that week to week. Kudos to Green Bay. They played very well this yep. week. Kind of surprised some people. I mean, we got a couple comments from our league about it. You guys should have seen Jordan Love coming. I was telling y'all. Uh-huh. So he did play. I'm not taking away from him. He played very well. I lost Aaron Rodgers. I might be coming for that uh, Jordan Love guy. <laughs> yeah. Mostly rostered already, unfortunately. But there's others out there on the waiver wire. And we'll get into the waiver wire here in a tiny bit. Travis Kelsey. I don't know exactly which way. The, it's been kind of cryptic, the news about him. I was listening to some news on the NFL this morning. And some NFL doctors said they drained quite a bit of blood and pus from his knee, which does not sound great. No. But we'll know more as the week trends. Right now, it's questionable. We'll know mm-hmm. more if it moves towards the apple. And he's getting up there, too. What is he, like 34? He is getting up there. up there. Still the Chiefs. They looked okay even without him. But having right. him out there means it's an amazing weapon. So mm-hmm. tough to lose. Austin Eckler for the LA Chargers. Ankle. Ankle. Yeah. If he is not going to play, everyone knows how we talked about him quite a bit in the last podcast about what he brings to the table. Go out there and get Josh, Josh Kelly. Right. Yeah, 91 right. yards and a touchdown against Miami. Looked great. Do you think he can fill in that Eckler role for the LA Chargers? Um, not quite as strongly as some fantasy owners may be hoping for, but I think he will do for sure. He'll do. You yeah. know, I think that uh, especially if Eckler goes out for a couple of games, by no stretch of the imagination, I was saying get rid of Eckler. He will be back. Oh, yeah, don't, be, don't right. kick him off your so, roster. But yeah, in the meantime, yeah. sure. Yeah, I think so too. And he's not, he doesn't have the hands. He's not the pass catcher that Eckler is. But if you want to stick him on your bench now, you'll definitely get some points out of him for a little bit. So that's a good one. Uh, the next one is Greg Dolchich in Denver. Denver's got the wide receiver slash tight end bug going right now, unfortunately. We're still waiting for Jerry Judy, who might come back in the next week or two, they said. So it might be quicker than the additional timetable, which would be great for the Judy owners. I had him and dropped him. So I ever picked him up in our league. Yeah. What do you think about the, the Denver? Oh, uh, with the Denver, uh, with Greg Dolters going stuff. out for a bit. I think they've got Troutman over there, who mm-hmm. is the next tight end up. He came with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And for his blocking ability, not so much pass catching, but he did okay in this game. And so I think that he'll fill in just fine for Denver. I think they're going in the right direction. I think they look good. Unfortunately, they did get the L. But I think uh, going forward, I think they're all right. It's promising over there, especially think, when Judy's back. I think Denver played better. I think Sean Payton's okay. influence is certainly there. I think Russell's put into situations. Russell Wilson's put into situations he could do better, put him to be successful rather than where he was last year, kind of running for his life and a little uncertain with what to do. I think Denver will be competitive. You know, a tough loss against, against the Raiders, but, you know, credit to Jimmy Garoppolo and those guys in their game plan. And the defense played well. Mm-hmm. So credit, all credit to them. Last one I talked about a tiny bit is Mark Andrews. What a difference that'll make for Lamar Jackson when he comes for back. For sure. Everybody's that, waiting on that. That is his big body. It'd be nice to see both of the big tight ends come back this week so we can have, you know, a full compliment there. He's a difference maker for that Baltimore offense off. He will open things up for the young guys, too, for Zay Flowers and the old guys, old OBJ and others that right. are there. So having him back would be great. Cool. All right. So transition with us. several major injuries in the league. You know, the fantasy world is rocked for sure. The waiver wire is ablaze with movement at several positions. What say you about the waiver wire? So the waiver wires, there's plenty, plenty, plenty out there. I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of the top three. I think who you should be grabbing now without any hesitation. So Sam Laporta, tight end in Detroit. He was only five of five for 39 yards, but I think there will be much more work to come for him. They golf looked very comfortable with him. I think he'll get a ton more work in the next couple of weeks that's going up. So if he is available in any of your leagues, definitely get him off the waiver wire. The next one, Puka Nakua, the second best name in all of football. I love second it. only I to Amara St. Brown, of course. It. Puka Nakua caught 10 on 15 targets, 119 yards. He'll be there getting work even when Cooper Cup is back, but there's no telling. No timetable on Cooper Cup. Who right. knows? It could be two weeks, four weeks, six. It could be the whole year. We don't know. Puka Nakua, young man out of Brigham Young, transfer, Utah guy, mid-round pick. 
And what a debut from Mr. Puka Nakua. Yep. Now, lastly, heard it here first. I'm going on the record. Tajay Spears is going to be the lead back in Tennessee at some point this season. Young man out of Tulane. They loved him in training camp and in the offseason. Kind of third round, I believe, draft pick. So King Henry got off to an okay start. But I think for sure... Next season, Tajay Spears will be number one. This season, I th- I'm going to say he will be the lead back at some point. So if he is available in your leagues, definitely hit the waiver wire and get him out of there. Don't walk, don't jog, run. Cause he Not is, now, right now. He is, he is that good. But in um, other fantasy movers and shakers around the league, though, so that's just for the waiver wire. But who got off to the races, I think, this year? Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson. Not just saying because I'm the owner of those two guys, but. Unexpected for Brees Hall, 10 carries, 127 yards. I didn't even play him this week because I didn't think he'd get that much work, but he looked great. Bijan Robinson, 10 attempts, 57 yards, caught all six targets for another 27 yards and a TD. So I think some people were a little bit worried about Bijan Robinson and maybe uh, comparing him to what happened with Gibbs and his first outing in Detroit, like not getting the anticipated workload. But for those who didn't watch that uh, game though, Gibbs slipped on a play where he was wide open. He'd, he'd have walked in for that. a touchdown. Yep. That would have changed his stat line completely. However, you know, yep. could have, should have, would have. Yeah. So, and others now stumbling out of the starting blocks this week, not quite off to the races. I'm going to say this first, do not panic. Fantasy owners do not panic. Of course, Every single household name quarterback was terrible. So Hertz, Allen, Jackson, Burrow, all of them, awful in the worst way. Joe Burrow, the worst of them all, only 82 passing yards. And again, more change in his couch cushions than passing yards. Do you completed. think the calf injury, injury from the offseason played any bit there? You think it was the rain, the script? I think it was probably some combination of it all in addition to having zero preseason. None. So, I mean, none he started practicing the week before. And another thing here for those who don't know, he's now one and four against the Cleveland Browns. They absolutely own him. So <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. So we'll see going forward. Of course, this is only week one. All of them supremely talented quarterbacks. Don't and they're drop definitely gonna shake any it of those guys. So, of course. <laughs> we don't have to say that, yeah, right? Yeah. So secondly, though, in that uh, stumbling out of the starting blocks category, Christian Kirk, don't give up on him either. I know no. he got a lowly one point in uh, fantasy this week. I think most of the targets went to Zay Jones, but uh, he will rebound and be back. So Christian Kirk. Hold on to him tight. Drake London, single target. Hold on to him tight. I think that will change up as well. So do you think Atlanta is more running these days because of the two good running backs they have with Algier? Well, I think they're and, doing what works for now. And speaking of that, Algier is another great handcuff because right. he did great. He, he did, did very, very great. Well. He even got in the end zone as well. So yep. I think they're doing what works for now. But just like you mentioned, that run game is going to open up a lot for them down the road. So hold yeah. on to Drake London for sure. Yeah. I want to bring up the curse of the goat, an old thing in Chicago for baseball fans. I'm going to make it the curse of the Chicago teddy Ooh, bears. I don't know this. Okay. The curse of the goat is somebody wasn't allowed to bring a goat into a restaurant in Chicago once upon a time and put a curse on their team. The Cubs win, win, win World, World Series for a long, long time. Okay. And it went on for a long, long time. So I'm going to take that curse and put it on the bears now. They will not have a good receiver. <laughs> oh, wow. Unfortunately, highly touted DJ Moore. I don't don't get me wrong. I do like the Chicago Bears. I grew up with that super strong '85 Bears. One of my earliest memories and that great defense. And then the teams they had later with Erlacher and then Roquan Smith. And you can go on and on and on. Chicago Teddy Bears. I need to step up. You know, mm-hmm. I, all credit to Green Bay and uh, Jordan Love and all those guys. However, they have to play better. They did not look good. Okay. What do you see for the Chicago Bears going forward? For Chicago, I like Justin Fields quite a bit. 
I think he is a very, very talented quarterback. I think that they do have a little ways to go, though. I think that he might not be as uh, ready as some experts had touted him as being going into this season in terms of how he played yeah. this week. So, But, I mean, there's still a lot of room still early in the season. We'll see how it plays out. But I think, yeah, there's still a lot of uh, growing pains there to go for him. Yeah, I will say, no, nothing to say. I'm a Chantel as well. I'm a big fan of Jay Alexander, mm-hmm. the cornerback for Green Bay. I think he's one of the best in the league, and he did his job, you yeah. know, so which is to shut down DJ Moore. He certainly did that with two catches for 25 yards for DJ Moore. Okay. So one more for me for the waiver wire. If you didn't kind of brought up already, it was Mac Jones. He's only 9% roster in Yahoo. Go grab over 200 yards, okay. three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, if you need a quarterback, that, that's a good one to add. I was kind of scratching my head a little bit when Belichick went down to just one quarterback after the cuts, but maybe no, I think there there was some strategy there yeah. though. Right. Cause I think if, Few of them, he's he's already I think brought one back up from the yeah, practice squad. So yeah. yeah. So, but you know, don't I guess don't question the hoodie. Who knows? But anyway, we mentioned a lot of the sleepers in this league, so it's nothing like a good sleeper though that put any team over the top. Not only in the standard fantasy formats and our uh, superflex, but also in uh, DFS for those of you who are playing DFS or making any prop bets or the over under. I think Joe has a lot of information on that one. So I definitely play some DFS. Just a quick explanation. DFS is played usually over a single day or a single week. So say your game's Thursday through Monday and then you get it all done with it. Now we'd rather than playing an entire season. The key to DFS is efficiency. You want volume at every position, running back, wide receiver targets, wide receivers. You want to hit your bonuses. Um, I'll just go through the Yahoo one because it's free. And if you want to get into it and you're not around it yet, it's the easiest one. So you take your 200, you could have an R games you can pay for it, but their general biggest one is free. So you take a $200 budget, you set your lineup, a full lineup, quarterback, running backs, receivers, tight end, DST, kicker, the full thing. And then each player has a value added to it. So say Christian McCaffrey is a $40 value. Once that $40 is used, the rest is gone. And then you play against other players and you have targets to hit. So the better that player does, just like in regular fantasy, the more likely you are to win your matchup. You win your matchup, you move on. That's pretty much DFS in a nutshell. With your salary, you want to be smart. You want to take some chances too. So maybe a less used player like a Puka Noku or something like that mm-hmm. that no one saw coming. They'll see him coming now. But right. if you could have caught yeah. him last week. <laughs> too late. Too late now. Yep. So maybe like a Herbert versus Tennessee or an Ayuk now who's, who's on the fire and is maybe taking over from Debo Samuel, tiny bit to start the year there against the Rams. Or maybe Saquon. You know, he's getting a little disrespected after what happened uh, last week and he'll have an easier matchup, I think, against Arizona. So we talked about the over-under too a little bit. Well, I like over-unders. Um, much more straightforward. You know, you take a quarterback, say Joe Burr, for example, his over or under for the week will be 270 passing yards mm-hmm. and you just simply pick. Is he going to throw more or throw less? So I like that over for him. Darren Waller has a 54.5 receiving yards against Arizona this week. I like the over there as well. He was targeted quite a bit in that game. However, that game was just a full-on debacle for the Giants. They were behind from the get-go. Right. And then the one and only Tyreek Hill, it's 88.5 yards. Now, it is New England. The strength of that defense is their secondary and their linebackers. However, it's Tyreek Hill in Miami. And the crazy part is 88 seeming low. How low does that seem? For Tyreek Hill especially. So over under super, super simple to play. You can find it on a bunch of fantasy sites. So help yourself. And feel free to send us questions on on any of that as well. All right. We'll definitely be watching the players to keep in your recommended daily lineup. Many of them will show up in this week's Elite Eight to keep an eye on. Every week, we'll give you guys the eight games we think will be the most exciting and make the biggest impact. We pick the winners of the losers of those games. Let's see how we did last week. Well, we were both four and four. We both had yep. the exact same lineup pretty much down. We had the Chicago Bears. Right, took uh, an L on that one. And Chicago, um, the Kansas City Chiefs. We took a dub on there. The Jets in that fun, fun comeback on right. Monday night. We both had that. We got the dub. Chargers. Uh, we took an L there. Yeah, amazing, amazing game from Tua. 
We both had the Broncos. L there, yep. Back and forth game, exciting. Both had Dallas. Uh-huh. We uh, got the W on that one. My new favorite darling is the Cleveland Browns in the rain. We both had that one. Uh-huh. And last but not least, we had the... Falcons. Atlanta Falcons over the Panthers. And we took the dub there. And right. we took the dub So there. we so ended up four and four. Four and four. So here we go with the next eight games we're looking at. We'll start with the Vikings at the link playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got? Got the Eagles, of course. Yes. Of course. So Me too. that Vikings defense, Eagles all day. So maybe it's a couple points from the hand. And again, it's uh, who knows. We'll see. But I also have the Eagles. Next one, Seahawks and Lions in Detroit. I'm going to take the Lions. I also am going to take the Lions. They're fun to watch. I have jumped on the bandwagon. Colts and the Texans. Colts. I took the Texans. Two young teams going at it. CJ Stroud. I like Richardson there, though. I, th- yeah. I think of those new guys, he he's my top pick. I'm going to Colts. I was very impressed with him last week. Very physical yeah. player. He played hard to try to get that win for them in a tough loss. All right, Dolphins and the Patriots. I am going to take the Dolphins. It seems like I'm turning into a huge Patriot fan in this podcast today, but I'm going to take the Patriots and see what Mac Jones can do in this week. All right, what should be an offensive shootout, the Chiefs mm-hmm. and Jacksonville against the Jags. I'm going with the Chiefs. I think he'll get back on track. I also like the Chiefs. Divisional matchup, again, here in this, uh, this eight, Ravens and the Bengals in Cincinnati. Ravens, Bengals, I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go Bengals. These games are usually shootouts. They're close shootouts, and they're fun to watch. All right, the next one, which uh, I highlighted this before, what happened happened. The Jets at the Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys as well. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Jets fans. All right, another divisional game, the Cleveland Browns, my new darling against the Steelers <laughs> in Pittsburgh. I'm with your darlings. I'm taking the Browns. <laughs> I'm also taking the Browns. I like the way they're going. I like watching Nick Chubb run. I like that defense. It is deep. And they are hitting. Well, at least we're not exactly lined up. We're going to get to see who's better at this. Yeah, we finally got some differences. Wait till the next segment, though, you guys. (laughs) We get a little more play specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? Jam him. And when he runs away from you, then just run him down. You with me? Don't get into a quickness game with him because you're not very quick. Quarterback, Jared Goff at the Seahawks. Good week, week one. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I took the other side of the ball. I took Geno Smith. Okay. So well, for my running back showing up, I'm going to go uh, Mostert at the Patriots. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball again. I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, the Patriots might have a little bit of trouble defending that run. So we'll see what happens there. I'm yep. going to go on the wide receiver show up. Jalen Waddle at New England. I like that. I'm going to take mm-hmm. Keenan Allen against a tough Tennessee defense. Unfortunately, there's no offense there, but they do have a okay. decent defense, so I should slow them down a little bit. And then what are we moving into? The uh, tight end T- position? Tight end. Yes. Kyle Pitts. I know I moved him up last week. I had him to show out, which he did not. So I'm going to take it easier on him this week, moving to just show up this time. And uh, Kyle Pitts has a Packers. Yeah. I also have Kyle Pitts. He'll be there. I mean, will he do anything? I don't <laughs> know, but he'll be, he'll be there. Yeah. All right. So defense, we got... I'm going to go Jets at Dallas. I think it's going to be a battle of the defenses in that game for sure. And I like the Jets to show up. I like a defensive game. It could definitely be that. I like the Eagles. Probably not a tough one. The Eagles at home against Minnesota on Thursday night. On to the show out. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, out. I think um, I'm really starting to get into the groove just as you are of that Browns offense. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I like the... Uh, Browns um, for that game. Me too. Um, all right. So for me, it's Jalen Hurts, their quarterback. Uh, I think he'll have a big game against Minnesota and, and get to use all those fun weapons he has. Running back? Running back. I'm going to go Gainwell at the Vikings. Not so good at uh, defense right now. I think they're dead last. Agreed. So I'm uh, going to show, uh, show out Gainwell at the Vikings. 
I have Derrick Henry at the LA Chargers. They couldn't stop anything last week, so I expect big things from King Henry and in that running game for Tennessee. All right, wide receiver, who do you have? I'm going Brandon Ayuk at the Rams for no. wide receiver show out. I think another big game for him this week. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, it'd be Stefan Diggs versus Las Vegas Raiders. Tough going up there to Buffalo. Ooh, They'll be pumped nice. up after that loss against the Jets on Monday night. I could see Diggs having a big game. Tight end? Tight end. I'm going the redemption of Goddard against the uh, Vikings again. I think that he will redeem himself from that uh, goose egg last week against a less than stellar Vikings defense. I take uh, Darren Waller against Arizona in the desert. The Giants finally got to Schneid to get to move the ball a little bit. And also things a good pick. Can't, can't see them dropping another goose egg. Mm-hmm. And defense, the show out. Niners-Rams. They Niners showed out last week for me. I'm keeping them in this uh, category again. Niners-Rams this week. That Fred Waterly-led defense still looks good year after year after year. Fun to watch. Uh, I took the Cowboys against the Jets. I'm afraid the Jets are going to a little shell and just get teed off on. So we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to be proven wrong. We'll see. Okay. So we got me to work out mode. Shit show time. Who do you have a quarterback? At quarterback. I'm going to go Sam Howell with the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos look good. And yeah, the commanders, uh, yeah. not so much. So Yeah. For me, quarterback would be Jimmy Garoppolo. He has to go up to Buffalo. It's a tough place to play. Again, they'll be looking for some redemption after last week. And that defense moves quick. And I expect some sacks and, and difficult times for Jimmy G. Running back. Running back. I'm going Pacheco against the Jaguars. I think although... The Chiefs will get back on track. I don't think they'll get much in the way of the run game there against the Jaguars. So that's who I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Alexander Madison against Philly. I think they'll not let that running game get established and and keep him to under 50 or 60 yards. All right. Wide receiver? Wide receiver, I'm going Brandon Brandon Cooks at the Jets. Right. So that secondary is unstoppable. And I think uh, that they will... We'll have a very, very, very tough time there. So Agreed. I'm going to take Terry McLaurin against Denver. He's going to get covered by Sertan. I think the same reason you, Sam Howell, just the, the commander's offense is going to have a tough time getting the ball moving. All right, tight end? Tight end. I'm going Tyler Higby at the Niners. Yep. I think, again, that defense is just, what are you going to do? Yeah. I also have Tyler Higby against the Niners for the reasons being that Fred Warner and Greenlaw and those guys, they're shutdown linebackers. Right. Tight ends don't do well against very good. Right. Okay, for your defense, should show. Defense should show Steelers at the Browns. I think the Browns are going to do it. I think they're going to do it, Joe. I think we choose off each other because I have the same exact thing. Okay. (laughs) Cleveland is very deep, especially, I mean, I don't have to talk about Miles Garrett. Everyone knows who Miles Garrett is, but I talk about their secondary being strong. Their linebackers are good. Does Cleveland win the AFC this year? I'm not going to go that far yet. I am going to say they're a much improved team. If they can stay healthy, they will make some waves and continue to make waves. I swear we planned none of this. (laughs) No, no. None of this. We, We pick everything separately, come back together, and this is what we got. So great minds. All right. Well, I think that will do it for this week. Please come back and hang out with us again next week. I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. What do you think, Joe? More than good. Come on. (laughs) Well, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Remember, please remember to follow, rate, and review us on any of these platforms. Those reviews are super important. Not only do they help us get better with your feedback, but the more you guys rate and review us, the faster we move up in those uh, podcasting charts. And we definitely, definitely want that. So please remember to do so. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Air It Out Network. Thank you again for listening and all of the support and love from that first one. So hopefully you guys will come back again and again and listen and talk with us. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brooks, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Alexander N. for DB Sound.